Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from The Lancet Public Health. It's April 2022 and I'm Jonathan Blott. This month, I'm delighted to be joined by Christina Messa-Vieira, author of a systematic review on the mental health of migrants who are exposed to armed conflict. So perhaps we can begin by uh, describing the scale of exposure to armed conflict and how this affects mental health and how this is associated with mental health disorders. Yeah, so we wanted to find a quantitative way to assess the intensity of the conflict in the country of origin of the migrants. So we calculated an average number number of deaths during the duration of the conflict or the earliest data available that uh, comes from the Global Burden of Disease study. In those numbers, we found a range of 0.10 per 10,000 inhabitants, for example, in Nigeria, to 41 deaths per 10,000 inhabitants in Syria, which is like the most recent and most uh, intense conflict we have nowadays. For example, another conflict that was rather short but intense was the Bosnian conflict that have a rate of deaths of around 10, 17 per 10,000 inhabitants. So we, uh, with that, uh, we found that a higher number of deaths, it's associated to a higher prevalence of current depression, but not PTSD. So this means that uh, there is an increase in the risk of uh, major depressive disorder per each additional death per 10,000 inhabitants in the countries where these conflicts are taking place. And so then what were the aims of this particular systematic review? Previous systematic reviews uh, reported inconsistent prevalence estimates of post-traumatic stress disorder, major depressive disorder, and generalized anxiety disorder because they would uh, include different surveys to assess symptoms of these disorders. They also sometimes focus on certain types of migrants. For example, uh, refugees are the most common or the most studied uh, population group. And they also sometimes focus on geographical regions where these uh, big conflicts are taking place, for example, Iraq or Syria. We wanted to have like a bigger picture of the situation of these migrants exposed to armed conflict. So we aim to determine the prevalence of post-traumatic stress disorder, major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder in migrants that were exposed to armed conflict, uh, no matter where the migratory status was. And we wanted to see if there were differences in this prevalence uh, of these three disorders by age, sex, um, time since migration, migratory status, country of origin, host country, and the intensity of the country, as I mentioned previously. And so what did you find regarding the prevalence of the, the three mental health disorders that you looked at? So we found that the prevalence of these three studied mental disorders is well above the average of the general population in the migrants exposed to, my, to armed conflict. Sorry. So uh, we found that the most prevalent this, uh, disorder is PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. It has a lifetime prevalence of 32% and a current prevalence of 31%. Then major depressive disorder that is usually very comorbid with uh, PTSD has prevalence uh, of 28% in the lifetime assessment and then 25% in the time at, at interview. And then uh, we found that uh, 
generalized anxiety disorder had a prevalence of 14%. But uh, yeah, when you look at the, for example, the global burden estimates, you see that the global average for PTSD is around 4%. Or, and so this is very well above the average population. Right. So given this uh, increased risk of, of mental health disorders in this population, what, what, does this, what do these findings mean for mental health care for migrants who are exposed to armed conflict? So this means that in addition to assisting these migrants at time of resettlement with um, treatment to other diseases, they need psychological and psychiatric treatment as soon as they arrive. And what is more importantly and that we highlight in our study is that attention to other post-resettlement conditions should be paid attention to. So several studies have also found that uh, not only pre-migration exposure to armed conflict, but factors in the host countries such as housing, employment, education opportunities and social integration can have a role in the chronicity or the recovery of these mental disorders. So um, not only like healthcare should be involved, but if we think of a public policy strategy, then we have to think of these other um, areas for assistance. And so finally, going forwards, what can we expect from future research in this area? So we see that future research might need more evidence, for example, to look at how to deliver effective mental health care in the countries that are affected with uh, armed conflict. So we know that the, the resources are scarce, so we need to see uh, more how to, uh, to deliver mental health care, even if it's not with um, a mental health specialist, but it is a priority, but we also see that in in post resettlement countries, uh, in host countries, then we need like a, uh, to see the impact of combining both psychiatric and psychological strategies with social interventions that I mentioned before. So I think these are the most uh, the key uh, areas for intervention in the future and for research. Christina Mesa, thank you. Thank you very much. You can read Christina Messaviera's research online at thelancet.com. Thank you to Christina and thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With, The Lancet Public Health, wherever you usually get your podcasts.